0: you once more in the wonderful name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen and once more it's a privilege to come here in the house of the lord amen. and it's a privilege to also come and speak to you amen we're just hoping as usual that the lord is going to come and speak to us this morning and i think we all know that the pastor is not around this morning uh he's in pretoria i think he's preaching at brother mapata's church and we know that wherever he is there is is going to be a blessing amen and we know that the same God that is there with him is the same God that is here with us. Amen. So as much as is with him there, he has not left us alone, Amen. but he's also with us here. Amen. So I want us to just read a few scriptures so that we'll just go on to the business of the day, which is his word. Amen. We will open Romans uh, chapter 8. We'll read from verse 11 to 17. Then we'll read Acts 1, verse 5 to 9 in Hebrews, to, to uh, Hebrews 12, verse 1. Amen. Uh, it reads this way, if we all found it. But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies Amen. by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Amen. Amen. I think that you know that to quicken is to make something that is dead, to make it alive. Amen. Amen. Then therefore, brethren, we are debtors and not to the flesh or to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Hallelujah. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, what are they? They are the sons of God. For ye have received the spirit. Ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. No, you have not received the spirit of fear. Hallelujah. But ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we can cry, we can cry Abba, Father the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Amen. Amen. And if children, then as yes. an as of God, yes. and join as with Christ. Hallelujah. Yes. If so, be that we suffer with him, that we may also, we may be also glorified together. Together with who? Together with him. Amen. Amen. So we'll read also Acts. Acts. Um, chapter 1, and we'll read uh, uh, verse 5 to 9. Amen. Uh, I hope we all found it. I see we're still preaching through our books. Um, So it reads this way. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the time or the season which the Father has put in his own power. But, there is something that I want you to note. He says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit is come upon you ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of of their sight. Amen. And I will read our last scripture, which is Hebrews 12, uh, verse 1. Um, I think Brother Dipari, when he was here, he read the same scripture. But for me, I want you to concentrate mostly on the first sentence that we're going to read. He says, Wherefore, seeing we also are composed about, that means we are surrounded about, which saw a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. You see, we already spoken about fear there. That means one of the weight that we should lay aside is the weight of fear. Amen. And then, uh, the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, you see, I've been saying that we should look at the first sentence where he says, we are what composed about. We saw a great, a cloud of witnesses. Now we need to also try to find out when we going to go on. What is this cloud of witnesses? Because no, mostly when Brother Branham speaks about, he points towards Hebrews 11. He says those were the heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Now, those, that is a cloud of witness that surrounds us here while we are here on earth. Amen. So we'll talk more about that as well. May we just uh, close our eyes for the blessing of the reading of this word. Amen. Dear heavenly Father we would like to thank you this morning we have read from your holy word father and in this because this word was inspired by you the it took great men father to come and write it father but they did not write it out of their own thought it was your spirit father that was leading them father to write the way that it's written here father that is why this morning as we come to speak to your children father we can never never claim to have any interpretation of it father but the only person who can interpret it is the one who inspired the first writers, father, to come and inspire, as to try to unravel it, rival it to your children, father. So that when they come here, they might say, we, we did not hear a man speaking, but we had you speak to them, Father. Yes. We will, they'll be like the people from Emmaus, Father, who when they, you, spoke, you, you spoke to them, Father, they will say, wasn't it great when you spoke to us, Father? Even this morning, we are speaking the same thing, that you will come and speak to us and bless us with your word, Father, and bless us with the spiritual blessing from higher places, Father. We pray, believing in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. 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 Um, we can have the pleasure of our seats amen. Uh, we greet you once more in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ amen. Um, I think we know that um, our uh, we are living we are also going into the same problem that we had even the previous day which is the 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 the, the, the COVID, the the viruses we are almost going into what we call as the third wave of the coronavirus. So we know that that is why we're just waiting and and hoping that the Lord will protect us, as he has done before. But I think as we can see now, the main thing that is different from the first time when we had the the virus, the first time in July and the first time in January, is that there is something that the government has introduced, which is the, the vaccine. Now the pastor told me that I must try to speak about the vaccine. But you know that we, as a doctor, you are governed by ethics. And according to ethics, the only thing that you can do is to not cause any harm or not to omit a treatment that the patient is supposed to have. So we are, we are governed by the ethics of maleficence, uh, benevolence, all those things. We should, when we speak to a person, You must try to get a person to make an informed decision. You should not be able to try to force anybody to do anything. That is why even now when I'm going to speak to you, the purpose is not to force you to take the vaccine, no. But the purpose is for you to be able to know what it is so that you can make an informed decision about it. Especially those, our elders who are above 40, because as you know, it is open that they can also go and vaccinate. Uh, I vaccinated a long time ago, maybe two months back. My wife just vaccinated recently because we are both considered health care workers. But the elders, especially those above 60, they also being uh, set aside, given a date, an opportunity that they can come and vaccinate. Amen. So now we will talk about what is, to, what is this vaccine, what is it all about. Try to let the speak, prophet speak to us and hear what the prophet says about it. Because I, I like the scripture that the pastor quoted last week where he says, there is no new thing under the sun. Yes. Everything that is happening now, that thing has happened even before. Yes. You understand? So you'll find out even when we are going through a pandemic, it is not a new thing. There are others, saints, other Christians who have experienced the same situation that we have seen now we will write, I think I will read you another quotation from Martin, Martin Luther, who was the prophet, the angel messenger to the fifth church age, the Sidious church age, because he was the one who went through the, what we call the black death, the Babunic plague. And then there were some things that he did there, which also if we do now, they might be of beneficial to us as well. Amen. So to show you that whatever is happening now, There is no new thing under the sun. Whatever is happening, it has happened before. You understand? That is why I'm saying what surrounded by a cloud of witness. You understand? Because whatever those heroes of faith went through, also we, we're going to go through the same thing. So whenever we're going through something, what, what we need to do is that we need only to just take the Bible and refer back. And see what those old saints did, because the the, answer—that means even when you say there's no new sun, new thing under the sun, there's nothing that can happen to you that the Bible cannot answer. No, everything that can happen while you are here on earth, if you go through the pages of this book, an answer lies somewhere there. Now, the only thing that needs that is needed is for us to take time, to take care, to search the Scriptures. To see if they will not yield the answers that we, can, we, that we are seeking for. And then we find that if we do that, we, don't, we are not successful. Just kneel down. Pray. Ask for God to come and reveal those secrets that we might be seeking in our hearts in this book. And another thing is that it is not only this book that we depend on. As much as I've spoken about the fifth uh, messenger to the Ceresian church age. We also have a messenger in our age who we have thousands of tapes, messages, quotations that we can also, if we find that we are stuck here, we can just go back to those messages and find an answer so that whatever we're doing here, we have an answer to, what, to our lives. Our lives' questions are what? Answered. Amen. So may God be with us as so we're going to go to continue the message. But what I'm trying to show you is that there is nothing that is new. So now we're going to hear the prophet speaking about the vaccine, because the vaccine is not a new thing. Even in the time when the prophet was there, there was a vaccine. Now, <laughs> my message is not a vaccine. <laughs> I will give you a title to my message. <laughs> so I will I'll like us to read a quotation, and then from there we'll get a, a, a title for our message. Amen. So I'll write, I'll write us to read Uncertain Sound, and then we'll read paragraph 118 and to 123. Amen. Then we'll get a, a, a topic, a, a title for our message for this morning. Amen. So here's Brother Brenham, our prophet messenger. We should not be ashamed of him. He is our prophet messenger. Amen. And then I can tell you, if... <laughs> He's not here speaking to us. I, I can tell you, there's nothing I can speak to you. Mm. Everything that I'm going to speak to you is what I've gathered from all the books that has ever preached. So that is why we say, there's no new thing under the sun. Even the message that I'm preaching is not a new thing. He has already preached it before. Amen. Now, as we, we start, he says, any man or woman that is born... Um, that is born of the Spirit of God. No way they stand. You see, we, because we are the message believers, we know where we stand. Yes, People might be searching, seeking, looking for a standpoint, but we have a place, a stand place where we are standing. The, pra- the pastor preached last week about a place of worship last week, because we have a what? a He says, you must make a sacrifice without the gaze. That is the message we were preaching last week, because we, as a, we know where we are standing. God knows the Spirit, regardless of what takes place, or how many says yes or no, they know where they stand. There is no uncertain sound. Amen. Hallelujah, oh my. The man who possesses it, the woman who possesses it, What a blessed person they are. And I can tell you this morning that what a blessed person are you to be able to possess this thing that we're going to speak about. Amen. No wonder David says they were blessed. The blessed person. Lay him up on the operating table and and try to cut the blessing out of him. You never find it. Hallelujah. Whatever is blessing this person or whatever thing that this person possesses, you can even take him on an operating table. And try to cut it out of him. Because the thing is a wonder. You know, you want to have it as well. Mm. But there is a way you can have it. You cannot cut it and take it out of him. No, no sir. He says, it is hidden power. Yeah. It is hidden something, but it is there. Yeah. Now, our message this morning will be hidden power. That is the title of our, morning, of our message this morning. Every man and woman that ever had it, knew they got it. You know, it was it's like having the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You know, when you have it, <laughs> you know that you have it. Wow. There is nobody who can tell you that you have a Holy Ghost except yourself. Yeah, we, we can see by your deeds, by the fruits of your work that you no know, this brother has it. But the person who sure about who's sure about it is you. Because you are the because the Brother says you should you should know the time. The moment, the second, and the minute when you receive it. Because it is not something that you just think you have it. No, you will know. Because when you have it, there must be a, state, a change of a status quo in your life. What, your life will never be the same when you have it. So you say, he says, every man and woman that ever had it, knew they got it. No uncertainty about it. No say. Every man that's born of the Spirit of God knows when he's passed from. Death unto life. Amen. So you see what this hidden power does. It makes us to want to, to, to turn from, to pass from death and to pass unto what? Unto life. Knows the place. You see, that, that is, Brother i repeating whatever I've said. He says, uh, no, no, every man that is born of the Spirit of God knows when he passed from death unto life. Knows the place, the hour, and the minutes. Hallelujah. Brother Abraham knocks on the pulpit six times. Amen. When death changed to life, you should know it. Yes, you can't guess it. Amen. No, sir. You can't do that. When death and life, when unbelief of the Bible changed to believing every word of it, when haughty, high minded things passed to humble Christians, they know when death passed to life. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, he says, every man that had it had something different. The world knew it. Every man had it, had something different, and the world knew it. The world can see it. Yeah. Why? Why can the can world, the world see it? Because your actions yes. prove what you are. Yeah. Your, 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 your actions prove what you are, and they prove what you have. Yeah. Amen. You understand? Your action will tell us. You see, if, if you meet a person, you speak to them. If you are a designing person, whenever they open your mouth, you can actually tell who the, this person is. Yes. By what? Speaking. Speaking is an action. Way, that action will tell you what Brother Mafagaza is all about, what Brother Chedi is all about. By what? Speaking. Because the word that comes off their mouth is an expressive, is a, is a power. Is a power of expression. This power can tell us what is actually laying down there in, deep inside of you. Amen. Amen. You can say you got it, but your actions speak so loud that we can't hear your voice. <laughs> no. Even if you can try to lie to us and say you have it, your action it speaks louder than your your, your actions speaks louder than your ways. Yeah. But from your, your actions, we will see, oh, this brother, no, this one is tricking us. Whatever he's saying, he clearly doesn't have it. Amen? So he says, your life speaks what you are. Amen? Now he comes in and he speaks about Samson. Uh, he says, Samson, he was a man possessed with it. Hallelujah. Now a lot of people try to make Samson a great, big soldier, a great big soldier and a great man. Now, as you know, Samson was one of the judges in Israel. Amen. Now, when he was born, his mother was barren, and his mother made an angel. You see, and when the mother made an angel, there were conditions that were set for her to be able to have this child, that is named Samson. She was not supposed to drink string, string strong tree or defile herself in any way, or drink any meat or uncontaminated food whatsoever. Why? Because he was going to f- to give birth to this child, who was a special child. And now the simple instruction they gave is that when this child is born, they should never cut his, his hair. No, they should just let his hair grow. He should become what we call a Nazirite. Now, when Samson grew, uh, grew up, those locks, those hair, his were and they make it into locks. Now, the locks, they made it into how many locks? Seven. Seven. Which is the, the which if you, if you look at the veggies, how many veggies are you supposed to have? Seven. Seven. Now, you, it shows you that whenever Samson kept this vow, nobody could have, no one could defeat him. Yes. The Philistines, whatever they were doing, trying to attack him, they stood no chance. There was a time when he was going with his parents and they were looking for a bride for him. And they made a lion. You know what happens? The Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Why? Now, the Spirit of the Lord identified that there was something in that connected Samson to to the Lord, which was what? Those seven locks. You understand? That means it was something that you can see. You understand? It was something that when the Spirit of the Lord came in, It turned something into something. That is why Abraham says, Samson was not a great man. He was not a muscular person. Because if he was a great man and a muscular person, if he lifts up the grace like he did, would you be surprised? No, No, sir, you wouldn't be surprised. Because already the man is big. He is a giant. Now this Samson was a, a man like me. No muscles, but when the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. That hidden power expressed itself. It expressed in the deeds that he did. Amen. Now you see now he could come lift up a gate. He could come and take you, can you imagine taking 300 wolves catching them, putting fire on their tails so that they could just go there and destroy the fields of the Philistines. He could do that because, but only when the spirit of the Lord came upon him. But the moment he lost the, 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 the vow. He didn't keep that vow. He lost those seven locks. The power dissipated from him. Then the Philistines could come and catch him. But now, the story of Samson, you should love it because even though Samson faltered, even though Samson made mistakes, there is an area where Samson shows you that as a child of God, there is room for repentance yes. because after he has done all those things, And then Delilah, he gave his secret to Delilah and they cut the seven logs. And then when the people, the Philistines came, he could not jump like he did and they caught him. They took him. You know, and then they were making fun of him because now for some time now, the person who used to torment them was no longer able to torment them. They had caught him. Now, when they did that, catching him, they, they did not realize that there is something we call time. And with time, the hair will grow. (laughs) Now, you see now, that is how we say, even with you, with time, if you go wrong in life, you still have time now to repent, to go back, and then to go kneel down, and to go back to the same state that God has put you, had made you to be, to the same state of being a son and a daughter of God. Now, with time, when Samson was there in captivity, captured by the Philistine, when that hair locks grew, they did not realize it. The power came back. But now, what did they do now? Because they had captured him, they, they thought that maybe the power was in the eye because they took out his eyes. They so said, no, maybe if he can't see us, he can not destroy us. Amen. But they did not understand that he had other eyes, spiritual eyes, inside of him. Amen. And then one day they were having a, a ceremony there and there was a boy next to him. And he says, boy, can you just show me where the pillars of this place are? Then he just took the pill, the, 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 those pillars, collapsed them. Now, you find that in his death, Samson killed many Egyptians than he ever killed when he was alive. Now, that is why the story of retirement has come. But the point is that Samson had what? Hidden power.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Now, you see that this hidden power is possessed by the people who are born of the spirit of God. You. Yeah. That means if Samson possessed it, you should also possess it. Yeah. Because you are saving the same God. Yeah. Now we will try to explain how you can get it. Amen. Yeah. And then it says, uh, when, you, when, you, when you have it, like we explained, you will know that you have it. Yes, it is not a secret. No. And in this hidden power, you will find that it is what you call quickening power. Yeah. That is why we say if this, let's read Romans again here. So that we will, I will just quote this thing correctly to you. Amen. But he says, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised Jesus from the dead shall also quicken, your mortal power. Now, this power is also quickening power. And, and now, how did, how did we come to this? That is why they says, if the spirit of him, who is him? That is God. Yeah. That raised Jesus from the dead. You see, they, they don't say Jesus Christ. I think the pastor explained to you about the journey of, of, of Jesus Christ when he went to the cross. That when he was about to be baptized, God left him. Because you cannot kill God. No, you can't say. So that is why he was just a human when he died. Because you could not kill God. But before that, even after that, God came in, he was what? He was God. Amen. Now that is why he says, the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead, if from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. Now remember, when Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, he, when he died, the, the, the Bible tells us that we died with him. Because why? We are part and parcel of him. That is why when he was there on the cross, they pierced him, and when they pierced him, water and blood came out, showing that the, we as Christians, we were born from him. You understand? So it means that when we died, we died with him. When we rose, we rose up with him. So the same power that raised up Jesus Christ from the, from the dead is the same power that will come and liven up our mortal bodies. But now, it is not just these mortal bodies. The livening up and the quickening must start from the inside. You understand? Because the main thing, God is not interested in this. Because he says, we are like gods. We are, we are part and parcel of gods. And God is not this body. He is what? A spirit. Yes. And he's, what? he's interested in what? Your soul. Because that is why even when Adam was made, the first man made was a spirit man. You understand? Because that is why God says, let's make man in our image. And after the image of God, made he him, who Adam. And then Adam had what? The feminine and the masculine part in him. But the main thing was that Adam was what? Was a part and parcel of God. The same as you are. You understand? That is why we say this hidden power You must also possess it. Amen. So it is what? It is inside and it is expressed what? Outward. You understand? That means it is expressed by what? Your deeds. Your deeds will express that hidden power. Hallelujah. Now, when we come to vaccines, now, (laughs) I know people are looking at me now. How do we link these two now? You look at a vaccine. Normally when it comes, it comes in what you call a vial. It's a small tube this way. When you look at it, you'll think it is just water. Yeah, it looks like this. That is why even my wife, when she had a jab, was telling me, was asking me, ah, but are you sure there's something in there? There's just, it looks like water. Because they were just drawing it from something and giving the next person who passes. And when she looked at it, but your natural eye, she couldn't see anything. But because it's a vaccine, there is something in there. That means there is something hidden in there that your natural eye cannot see. You understand? But the people who did it, they knew what kind of things they put there. But when you look at it, it looks like what? Ordinary water. But why? There is something hidden in there. Amen. It looks ordinary like any other books. But the moment you eat it, Hallelujah. that is why if you have a vaccine, for you not to take it to, you can put it next to your bed, sleep, it will do you no good. You can look at it, put it in your pocket, it will do no good. It is the same with the Bible. If you take it, it gathers dust in your house. You don't read it, you don't open it. You can even put it next to your bed. It will do you no good. What's the main thing is that you need to inject. It needs to be injected into you for it to have what? An effect. You understand? Even the same is the vaccine. Uh, Carrying it in my hands, it doesn't have any effect. (laughs) I need to have an inoculation, an injection. Now that's when you're going to see its effect. If it's water... There won't be a reaction. But if it's a vaccine, the first thing that will happen when they inject you, there will be a swelling. To show you that now, man, there is something strange that they put there. There is something foreign that they put there. There is something that the body can recognize that it is not supposed to be there. Remember now, with the COVID, it's a virus. Now, when they make a vaccine, they make it to be similar to that virus so that it will elicit what we call what an immune response the elicitation of this immune response is when the, your body you see that is why we say the, the power is in you that means this vaccine is gonna stimulate the hidden potential hidden power of the immune system that is inside of you and now when that immune system is in, is, is is stimulated the next time When the virus came, the real one, immediately those things that we call the soldiers of the body, the killer cells, the the memory T cells, they will recognize that, No man, this thing we've seen before. This thing is that virus that we've seen before. We must go attack it and neutralize it before it makes you sick. That's how the virus works. That is why it's a myth when people say, when they inject me, you will not get sick. No, sir. Remember, for you, for the antibodies to see, and then for the, for, the, for the B lymphocytes, those cells to see that the virus is in your body, the virus must enter. Then your body must fight it. So you might find that even when you get when after injection, injecting this vi- vaccine, you're still going to have a bit of flu-like symptoms, but you will not be that sick because the moment before they make you sick, get too to, to sick, The body's immune system has already neutralized that threat. You understand? So that is the same thing with the Bible. If you take the Bible and then you you, you read it, it must stimulate something inside of you. It must elicit that and wake up that power that is inside of you. That means the Bible, when you read it, it will feed the inside man. It will go there and connect with the gene of God that God put in you. Brother Bram says it's like a stone. It's like a stone that God put there so that when his magnet of the word passes over you, it will be able to pick you up. You understand? So even when you take the Bible and you read it, the same thing will happen. You will find that it will stimulate something and then that inside, many inside of you will want. He will grow. You see, the immune system is getting stimulated now. But now this is the immune system of the spirit. That, that inside man, the more you feed him, the more he does, he grows. The more powerful he becomes. Now the next time when the, the devil comes and tries to maybe tempt you, he finds out he doesn't get the response that he does. You can re- neutralize any threat that the devil might bring to you. Amen? Now that is how even the immune system works. You have the innate... Immune system, which we are born with. Now, the problem is this now. The innate immune system has not seen many of these viruses. That is why you find out a child, when he's young, will, will advise the mother to go there, immunize them, so that they will have illicit immune, system, immune response, so that when they, become, they get across these viruses, common viruses that we have, measles, mumps, rubella, you name it, they will be able to mount what a immune system response. That is why, even up to this day, we still have outbreaks of measles. But those outbreaks are in pockets; they are always contained. Why? Because most people are what are vaccinated. Most children. In fact, I can tell you, there was a lady who came to my practice, and then we checked her. Road to Hellcut. Hey, mothers, do you know what is a road to Hellcut? Yeah, fathers. No, <laughs> amen. Now that is a clinic. They call the mothers. We call it a clinic cut. That is a cut where at six weeks zero, six weeks, fourteen weeks, uh, six months, eleven months, fifteen months, the child needs to go. The mother needs to take the child to the to, to the clinic, whereby the child will what immunize, so that the child will build what an immune response to what to common diseases. Now, if you go there and you find that your child is not immunized, they can actually even not allow you entry into school. Yeah. Yes. yes. Because they will say, no, your child is a danger to other children. Because your child did not get the polio vaccine. Your child can infect other children. You understand? So we won't allow your child. So it is, that is why now it is important to do what? To go there and vaccinate. Amen? Now we have the, what I've told you about the what the innate immune system. Then we have what you call acquired. Acquired is what happens when you've been exposed to a pathogen, a virus, a bacteria, a fungi, you name it. When you get exposed to it, your body will. The next time the same infection comes, your body will recognize it as being what foreign. Then before it makes you sick it brings in neutralizing antibodies, neutralizing cells, then we have phagocytes, macrophages, which comes and destroys that virus. Now, when with a vaccine now, we don't put a virus in you. No, sir. Oh, yes. Amen. I'm happy you said amen. What we actually do with a, vi- with a vaccine, we will take one of the, the, the outside Layer of the virus we call it. It could be a capsid, because on that outside layer, what we call receptors. Receptors is what the the antibodies will recognize as being foreign, bind to, and mount an immune response. So we'll put some of those capsids or part and parcel of that membranes covering that virus. Then we make we multiply it, then make a vaccine. So what we inject you, it has the same. A immune response that's going to be elicited by the virus, but it cannot make you sick. That is why now what we've realized that many people are talking about uh, the virus that are becoming viral. Now, maybe let me just uh, go there and then let's discuss it a bit. If you have a, you, you, you realize that we're living in an age of social media, whereby everything just becomes viral. And now you realize that the one thing that gets viral, that will be shared the most, is not the good news. No, It is not news that's going to benefit you. It is not heroic acts. You find that most of the thing that's going to be shared on this social media platform is what? It is sensational news. Negative news. Extreme news something that is always out of the ordinary, because people, they want to have views. For you to hit a million million views, we can't be showing you here in church, and then you think you're going to hit a million views. After five minutes, they've switched off. They say, oh, it's a church service. But if they can show somebody kicking somebody, running on top of somebody with a car, that becomes viral. Why? Because it is negative news. So you can see the thing that stimulates the mind of the people nowadays. It is not good news. That is why the gospel is what? Good news. And the people reject what? The gospel, good news. And they go after what? Sensational news. Now, even with the vaccine, it's the same thing. Yes, we don't say there's no side effects. No, sir. The only thing in life that you can take medicine that you can take that does not have side effects what is that medicine about? what is it the medicine that you can take and that doesn't have side effects do you know it Huh? The? amen that is the only medicine that you can take that does not have side effects the word of God anything else there will be side effects do you know that you can react to food Ordinary food, that is not medicine, my friend. That is just food. You, we can give you shellfish, you could be swollen if you are allergic to it. Babies, they have something we call lactose intolerance. We can give cow milk, the baby will be having running diarrhea the whole day. While it is the food that's supposed to nourish the baby, it is actually making the baby to what? Sick, you understand? So you can see that you can react to almost anything, even food. So, what about medicine? There ought to be a reaction. Now, what people mean is that we have what we call less common side effects. Maybe your skin will itch, yeah, maybe for a week. Maybe there'll be a swelling where they injected you. You understand? Maybe you'll have a bit of fear. Those are common side effects of injection. Remember, for you, for the body, for us to know that you have mounted an immune response. What's supposed to happen is that the, the, the antibody your bodies, the, 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 system, the immune system must go there, cause an inflammation around that area. And that inflammation is what causes you to have a fever. So for us to know that the immune system has been mounted, there is going to be a bit of a fever. That should not alarm you. There's going to be a bit of muscle pain. That's going to be alarming. Uh, that's not supposed to alarm you. But have you seen somebody saying, I'm having muscle pain, and the video goes viral? No. <laughs> it does not go viral because it is something that is common. Maybe you work too hard. That is why your muscles are, are are aching. But now we have other side effects which are less common. Now that is what they are sensing, sen- the, those will become viral and the video spreads and it becomes sensational new and it spreads from one person to the next. Those are what we call rare side effects. You find that out of a million people you vaccinate, two will have it. Now, if a virus comes and it kills close to 50,000 like it has done in South Africa, when uh, two people have rare side effects out of a million, should we discard that vaccine? Uh, Come on, people, let's listen together. (laughs) Amen. Should we discard it? Just because two had the rare side effects. You see, brethren, I'm not gonna, we're going to talk the truth here. The truth is, one of the side effects can even cause death. But if two people out of a million die, and 50 people die, 50,000 people die, what are you gonna settle for? I know we don't want to lose any life. We, that, that is not the purpose of medicine. Purpose of medicine is to save life. Yes. Mara, who are you gonna? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna discard this vaccine and say because two people died, we're not gonna take it because they had a, a some person had a rare side effect? Now you know what's gonna happen now on media. Those are the cases that's gonna go viral. Ooh, I took this vaccine, I have a dropping of one side of my face, this paralyzed side of my face. Ooh, I took the vaccine, I'm shaking now, the shaking can't stop. How many people are shaking? Because those videos are from America. Do you know how many people they have received the vaccine in America? They have, as now as we speak, they're sitting on 140 million people. You know what is 140 million? That is almost three times the population that we are having here, that they vaccinate, They've given three, 280 million doses. When that 140 million only covers close to 40%, because in America, they are close to maybe 300 and, 300 and something million, you understand? But now, those videos become viral because of why a few cases. I, I, I'm not taking this lightly. But it is a few isolated cases. Now, you see now, that is why I'm saying, we want you to make an informed decision so that we can give you the right information and then you can make your decision. Me, I cannot force you to take it. It is your decision. But it is better for you to decide what? When you are well informed. Amen. 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 So now, we've already taken talking about that, that the only thing that you cannot react to, it is the Word of God. Because the Word of God is pure. It's unalterate, unalterated. There is no toxin in there. Yes, but Abraham, Morning speaks about the, the Word of God, he says it is a toxin. He, this, just to make a point that Jesus Christ was inoculated with that same toxin you as a child of god must be inoculated with the same toxin why so that you must have the same life that jesus christ have it but this toxin that is the word of god you can never react to it the only reaction you will get from it is what it is good news it is jiveil it is patient faith temperance brotherly kindness those are the only reaction you will get from this toxin that is the word of god but with a vaccine the, 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 the side effects might be varied, but the point is, is, you remember, there is what? Common, less common, rare side effects. And we have life-threatening side effects, which are what? Which are rare, understand, amen? Uh, now, um, now, the question is now, uh, should we take the vaccine? Now, we have a prophet, amen, who who should answer that question for us. For me, I can speak, but my words are limited. Because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Brother Mclavi, you know, maybe last week I did not speak nicely with you, so you maybe you are not angry with me, you are not very happy with me, or last week you were speaking to me, I didn't hear you, so you say, hey, this brother can do it, but... The prophet must be the final voice in our age. He should be the one who's gonna guide us, give us guidance. Me, my words may, 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 may not hit a point with you, but his words, especially if we we, we believe in the same the, the same prophet, his words should have an effect in us. Now, just to show you the person we are speaking about, uh, brother, uh, can you? Uh, uh, can you re- flash for us the quotation, the uncertain sound, uh, the one, the 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 one that was preached in 1960, uh, December 18, and then we'll read from page 20, 20 uh, paragraph 25. Yes. So now this is our prophet. Now I want to speak a bit about him. Now, uh, the reason is because this prophet is not just a prophet. He is a vindicated prophet. You, his ministry when he came here on earth was vindicated with signs and wonders. Uh, there was he, his discernment when he made them, there was never even one discernment or one vision that he had that missed the mark. Every time he had a discernment about something or a vision about something, it hit the mark 100%. Amen. You understand? That is why we say some of the, his word was, thus said the Lord to us. Amen. We believe the word that he said that it was the word spoke, came from, from God himself. Amen. So he had a vindicated message that he was bringing to us. Amen. And then, not only, not only that, even we have many prophets nowadays, you know, that these other so called prophets. You will, if you can listen to some of these prophets, they know him. And they will tell him that this William Marion Brenham is the real prophet of God. And I can tell you even today, he is the only prophet in our age who, who had a, a pillar of fire that was photographed. A, a vindicated, vindicated by, his message was vindicated by a, a pillar of fire that was photographed. I think we've seen the photo if you haven't seen it. There's a hollow of light on top of his head. He is the only one out of all these other prophets that we can say, God vindicated his message. Amen. We have a picture of it. Yes, it's not like something that we are talking about. No, there is a picture of it. It was photographed. He is the only prophet who had a visitation by an angel. He's the only prophet who an angel came and spoke to him like a friend speaking to a uh, to me, speaking to my friend, me speaking to Brother Mpanyani, he and the angel would have such a conversation as that. Yeah, others will tell you, we've seen an angel. Yeah, they will see it, but they'll never come and say, you know, I was sitting there speaking with an angel, sitting on my chair, and the angel came in, and the angel told me that, no, they'll say, maybe we saw an angel, but with him, he could sit down speak with an angel like a friend is speaking to his friend. That is the only angel
1: here.
0: Even this so-called angel they will tell you, there is this one called major one. But he will tell you, (laughs) amen, he will tell you that there is actually a major prophet in our age. The major one. He will tell you that in our age the age that we are living in now, we have one William Marion Brenham. You know, they will tell you that they cannot touch him. When it came to visions, discernment, miracles, signs and wonders, they, because they know what they are doing. They know the kind of mystery, the, the, the artificial miracles that they are doing, the kind of artificial discernments, fake discernment that they are doing. And when they compare their ministry with him, oh my God, he is up there. They are down here. Amen. That is the prophet that we are following. Hallelujah. Now, in his ministry, there was healing of cancer. The blinds and the mute were able to see and speak, the lame could walk. Hallelujah. Even the raising of the dead. Do you know what it takes to raise somebody from the dead? You have to go there and call that person's spirit from the sixth dimension, if he's a Christian. Or from the fifth dimension, if he's he's not a Christian, you have to go there. Mm. Call that spirit. William, Marion, Brenham could do it. Hallelujah. Now, that man, when he he was here on earth, the book of Acts was revisited. Mm. What we are hearing about Peter, Mm. Paul, Mm. Silas, whatever they were doing... It was the same ministry that William Marion Brenham, it was the same miracles, same things that happened in the ministry of William Marion Brenham. Hallelujah. Now, when he was here on earth, brethren, the Bible was made a new book. There was nothing that was hidden. That is why we will read about him because he is also the only prophet in our age who we can take this Bible and point to and say, here, brother, they're speaking about him. Mm-hmm. This is Malachi 4, verse 5 to 6. It is William Marion Brenham who is going to take the hearts of the children back to the faith of the fathers. It is him here. He's the one they spoke about in Revelation 10, verse 7. When they say, I-, I want us to read that one. Because there's one thing I want to show you there. Revelation, we'll come back to that one, my brother. Revelation 10, verse 7. Let's read that one. I just want to show you how authentic the voice of this prophet is. Hallelujah. But it says, in the days of the voice, I want you to know the the voice. You know a voice can go on and on and on and on. It doesn't say, in the life of William Marion Brenham. When he shall begin to speak. No. He says, In the days of the voice of the seven angel messenger. Yes, we can say, Where is William? You can ask me a question. Where is William Marion Brenham now? Yes, he's passed. He's no longer with us. But his voice. Amen. His voice continues on. Because it is what? It is a voice. That is why he said, Store up the food. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The voice is that food yeah. that was stored up, that we are feasting on now. Yeah. Amen. So that is why we can, you cannot take the messenger, the, the seven angel message out of our lives. No. His voice is still relevant even up to today. Yeah. Amen. So that is why when he speaks, we listen. Yeah. Why? Because it is his voice. Do you know? <laughs> Uh, his voice. <laughs> Let me just stay there for a bit. There are people who has taken the tapes of William and Branham. Brenham. They listen to them, and a brother was having an ailment and he got healed. You don't know that, uh, brother. Maybe you need to speak up so that they hear you. Is it true? Yes, it has happened. Listening what to the what to their voice. Yes. You find that even when you listen to that voice, there's a change in your life. It is just a voice. But that voice, even today, it is alive. Hallelujah. So that is why I can speak. Yes, my words has a limit. But that voice, amen. Because it was the voice that was inspired by God. Even now, it still has power. Even up to today you see it says but in the days of the voice of the seven angels when he shall begin to sound the mystery of God shall be finished now there is no eight messenger brother if you come to us with an eight messenger gospel we reject it because it's not biblical the Bible says the mysteries of God shall be finished that means after this the only thing we are waiting for is rapture we are not looking for a new thing you see, everything that ever, be, was ever was supposed to be revealed with this message, it has been revealed. Yes, people outside are still searching. They are still looking. But us, the elect bright, we are sitting there resting, on the, feasting on the promises of this word. Hallelujah. You see, it says, as shall be finished, as he had declared to his servant, the prophet's. Now, that is the prophet I'm speaking about. Not this prophet of today. Yes, you understand? Now, that is a prophet whose voice we listen to. But that voice, even after to today, is still what? It is still alive. Amen. So I want us to read another, also Revelation. Let's go to Revelation 22. And then let's, let's read verse 8 yeah. And uh, you know who's John? John is the John the Divine, John the Revelator. What happened to John? Let me tell you a story about John, so that you can now weigh these things. John was one of the apostles of Jesus Christ, who even the who was taken to the Patmos, the island of Patmos, and the book of Revelation was revealed to him, Amen. And he wrote he wrote this whole book. Now, John, why they took him to Patmos, to the island of Patmos? They wanted to kill him. They took oil, boiled it up, put him inside. Amen. You know, when you have that power, they cannot cut it out of you. They cannot even boil it out of you. Amen. No, they couldn't. You know, they end up saying, ah, brother, my you are a witch. We boil you, we burn you, you can't burn. You can't. What's wrong with what kind of human being are you? This one, let's just put him in an island alone. No, no, they put him there. But now listen to what he says here. He says, I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had and, and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Goodness. Who is this angel? Who is this angel that John the revelator. Who could, they could not even boil him. They could not even burn him. They could not even be... You know, the things, the mysteries that this angel revealed to John, he even wanted to worship this angel. Who was this? Brother Branham says, this angel, should, I think the pastor told us, this angel is Elijah. Could have been Elijah. That is what Brother Branham says. But which Elijah is it? Hallelujah. No, we should not be afraid to say it. Which Elijah is this angel? Which Elijah? Because he says, Then I said, then he said unto me, that's John now. See, thou do it not. You know, even this angel when he was here on earth. There were people because of the things that he was doing. The blind were seeing, could see, the dead were raised to death to, to life, you know. They even want. There were people who wanted to worship him, but he says, "No, don't worship me. Because if you worship me, you make me an antichrist. No, the only thing that I've come here to do is to show you to Christ. That's my main mission: is to take the bride and and marry him with the bridegroom. Me, I'm just on the scene. I'm just on. Don't put me on that scene. The person you're supposed to worship is who Christ." Then he says here, see thou do it not, for I am um, um, thy fellow servant of thy brethren the prophet. Who is this prophet? And of them which keep the saying of this book. I can tell you, when he was here, he kept the saying of this book. Yeah. You, are, you know, there was a time a woman was sick and then this woman had TB. Um, I've read you the quotation before. And then uh, uh, the, the, the woman after having TB, he went to Brother Bram to for him to pray for her. And while Brother Branham went to pray for her, she says, no, okay, we'll pray for you. Then at night, the angel of the Lord came there and says, no, Brother Bram, tell Mr. Weber, tell Mr. Weber that his wife is not going to make it. His wife is going to die. So he must go make sure that he looks after and take care of his children. And then uh, this, this, uh, the, the, the prophet said, oh, goodness. Then he went there and told Mr. Weber. Now, after they've told Mr. Weber this news, Mr. Weber one day was sitting with the colleagues from work. They say, I ah, this woman, this William, Marion and Brian, he is nothing. His ministry is of no effect. Ah, oh, you know, that short man. You know, they were, thinking, they were talking ill of the prophet. Ms. Weber stood up and says, no ways. I know this William Marion Brenham. I can testify about his life. That with his life, there's nothing amiss about him. Everything that he has done, he has done for the, according to the word of God. Yeah. You know? Brother Bremen at night after Miss Weber said this, the angel of the Lord came back again and said, you know what? After what Ms. Weber said, go back there and tell Ms. Weber that I heard what she said. Brother, <laughs> whatever you say about this prophet, God hears you. This angel hears you. He said, I heard what Mrs. Weber said. Tell her she will leave. Just having respect to this angel can take a that situation into life. That is why here we see John the Revelator, John the Divine, wanting to even worship him. So great was this angel. Such a strong angel. Amen. One day, we, oh, maybe I'm going, no, but let's go on, my brother. We'll go back to that quotation. One day, they say he was walking around the field. And then uh, let's read the quotation. We'll jump. That one we will come to this other quotation, my brother. Uh, yes, let's read, read the chariots and divine healing. We'll read uh, paragraph 39. Jarius and divine healing. We'll go back to that other quotation. Amen. Because I just, I'm just wanting to build up so that when you go to that one, You already know who we are talking about. Amen. So Mrs. Weber, by only having respect to this prophet, only by standing up for the prophet, he was no longer supposed to die. She was supposed to go and live. Even you, my brother and sister, if you follow this message, your death situation can be turned into life. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Yes, here is the quotation here. I, I want to ask you something. That's Brother Abraham is speaking here. He says, do you love me? I'm going to let you in on a little something. I've never told this to this audience How privileged are you That this thing has never been told to any audience But it has been told to you today Amen <laughs> What would you think of a fella That one time was patrolling or walking through the field, And a hideous Big bull Got after him Very dangerous The fella no, never saw it till it was right on him And the bull Threw the horns on the ground A big, great big long horns. And, and ran right to a big... was a big dam. And he got real close. And the man was a man with the Holy Ghost. You know, this prophet, brother, was a man with the Holy Ghost. Even you, for you to express that hidden power, you must have that hidden Holy Ghost. So, and So he knew there was no tree to run to. There was no fence to go to. What? What could you do? But all at once... Just something happened. He said, now bull, can you, you, you can't help me because I'm God's servant. Yeah. That is the same servant there. I'm of the fellow servant, one of the prophets. I am God's servant. See, God made you. He's a creator. Now in the name of Jesus Christ, go over, lie down under the tree. And not a bit scared. He was not a bit scared. You see, Fear is of the devil. If we have time, I see my time is gone. We started late. I don't know if we're going to have time to speak about it. But, but he says, go and and not a bit scared. And the bull runs up to about five feet, ten feet, then he stops. He looked this way and that way, just depleted. The bull depleted, exhausted. Do you know? Have you guys heard of killer bulls? yes, There's, there are camps whereby you don't enter there because if you enter there, that bull there will kill you it will go run it is, a, it is wild that is the kind of bull Abraham is speaking about here he was, any, he was just as, now that wild killer bull was just depleted and walked over and laid down under a tree went on he says, could you believe that well, it is the truth, anyhow. It, it happened. It happened to who? To him. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let's read another one. There's another story about the hornets now. One day, he was busy mowing the lawn. And accidentally, while he was mowing the, 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 the lawn, there were some hornets in one corner of his yard. And he startled those, those hornets which came and attacked him. As the, I mean, you, you you're the honest, they will attack you. You startle them, as they should, they came. When they did, when they did that, what did they see? They saw an ordinary man. Brother Mafagasa, me. But, when he spoke to them, yes. the, the power of the spoken word expressed that healing power that was in him. Hallelujah. What did he say to those hornets? What did he say? Whatever he said, it was not threatening. No. There was no shouting there. Because, brother, I can tell you, the moment you shout, it shows one thing. Fear. Contrary to popular beliefs, a person who comes, shouts, runs, that person is doing that because of fear. It's not because he's brave. He's thinking, I must hit you first before you hit me. You understand? In this prophet's voice, there was no fear. There was no shouting. There was just sweet, calm melody. That is when you are speaking. Imagine now at that point, the hornets are on top of you. Yet you are calm, sweet, speaking to, to these to this, to this hornets. Let's hear what he says. Can we, uh, when love is projected. You see even the, the title of the message. It says when love is projected. Because love is, you see a person who loves does not project fear. Fear and love, they don't go hand in hand. You can never threaten somebody. That is why an abusive person does not ab- love. The person is abusive. Abusing. No. Abuse and love, they don't go hand in hand. That is why Brother Benjamin says when love is Projected. Amen. Let's read that, that one. We want to hear what he said to hornets. That made hornets to, to what? To leave him. He says, one day while mowing my yard, I'll be mowing the front part, cut, cut, few rounds, and I'll go back to the, to the back real quick. Change my clothes. Go and pray for the people. Oh, you see now. This man, even when he's mowing the grass, he never forgets about the work of God. Yeah. Yes. He will more, people will come, he will go lay hands on him. That is what he was made to do. Yes. That was his job. Amen. Yes. That is why the word of God says, the only thing you need to do, William, Marin is to make the people to believe. Yes. Then you will see the power. Yes. Make them believe. Hallelujah. Yes. Then he says, and our front lawn was growing. Before I could get to the back, And one afternoon, hot, I pull off my shirt to try and take more rounds while nobody was at the house. Way down in the corner of the fence, I forgot there was a hornet's nest down there. I ran this electric mower into the fence, shook those hornets. Me with no shirt on. Can you imagine? Me with no shirt on. You know, there's something about a man's skin. You see, that is why even the devil, when he was trying job, he said what? There were many trials that Job went through. But he says, God, no, 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 no. Yeah, we've killed his children. I understand. We've killed his children. We've taken his cows, his sheep, everything. But give me permission, dear Lord, I ask you, to touch his skin. You will see the real him. That was the devil speaking about what? Prophet Job. If you give me chance to touch him, you will see. Ah, he'll denounce you that is why now here is the prophet with no shirt on the hornet's right went onto his skin have you ever heard a bite of a hornet? I don't think so, (laughs) you never heard it now they hear the way now that is where the true colors of William, Marion Barnum must come out now let's hear with no shirt on you know what hornets are they were all over me just in seconds and they were not just all over me, they were very angry they were very angry. Well, one of them can kill you. That's, yes, that's true. A sting in the head, in top of the head, uh, somewhere in the temple, it will kill you. And so in that crisis, in that moment, when I was standing helpless, then sovereign grace took a hold. Something happened. Hidden power. Something happened. As kiddies, as it may seem, I love those little creatures. And I thought... They were in their nest. God in his wisdom, he put them here for some purpose. They were in their nest. And I, William Marion Brenham, disturbed them. And I said, little creatures of God, I'm the servant of God. I am trying. You see how calm. That's how calm he was. I'm trying to pray for sick people. I've got to mow my grass. I disturbed you. I am sorry I did that. And I love you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you love the honors that are on top of you? <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean it. It will work. If you can't fool a bee, how much more? Amen. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. You've got to have what you are talking about. You have to know. You have to have that hidden power for you to express it. It is not guesswork. That is why he says, you have to know what you are talking about. I said, little creatures of God, go back into your nest. I'll watch and not disturb you anymore. Yeah. Covered over with hornets. And as I met God at the day of judgment and you people, those hornets, what did they do? They swam two or three more times and one took a beeline. You know what's a bee line? The bees are always following each other in a line. Now, they were all over him. One started moving. They all followed that one out of the prophet. Every one of them went right back into their nest in the name of the Jesus Christ by the grace of his conquering love, by the grace of his hidden power. That's what happened there. So you see the kind of person we're talking about? Amen. is the kind of person who, remember... I don't want to, I don't have time, but I will try to hurry. Remember even Adam, he had power to do that. Here was a man in our age being able to direct even the animals, speak to them, direct to them what they should do. Aggression, being able to come down. Adam, before the fall, he could do that. William Marion Brenham could do that. Now, since you know who I'm talking about, let's go back to our quotation now. Let's hear what he says about taking a vaccine. So we go back to Uncertain Sound. Uh, Paragraph, uh, the one that we went there. Uh, Yes, that one, Uncertain Sound, paragraph 25, we start there. No, no. let's hear what the prophet says the prophet of our age the one do you all believe in William Marion Branham yes. do we all believe that he's the prophet of the age yes. hallelujah do we all believe that his message was vindicated by god yes. let's hear what he says he says after all and seeing in medical books that i have even at my home to read i'm interested in medicine certainly i am Anything that will help God's people, help human beings. If it's peace, studying peace terms, I am interested in them. I'm interested in a better community to live in. I'm interested in better school for our children to go to. I'm interested in anything that is good, wholesome, and right. What is right? Right is doing what is right. When you're supposed to do something and it is right, you do it. He's interested in those things that will help what? The community. Not only as Christians, the whole... William Bariam, his message was universal. He was interested in the whole universal people of the court, all of them. He says, and medicine has done some great things. I believe God has used it many times. I believe it would be more sincere you see now, he calls unto us Christians. He says, if we be more sincere and consecrated to God, they would have already have found the stuff for cancer and everything. Who would have found it? The medicine people, the, the researchers. We're praying for them. Guiding them with our prayer. They would have already have found the stuff, even for cancer. Remember, we're talking about a prophet who, if you have cancer, he can just pray for you. But here he's saying, you know, this burden is too much. We can share the burden with the medical people. If we can just pray for them, God can direct them, guide them, so that whatever is needed for the human race to help the human race, the medicine, the medical field, the medical people, medical personnel will be able to uncover it. Amen? If we, God has got the thing, if we just ask him about it, so now, I believe the reason the Salk vaccine. Remember, there was a message that I preached. We spoke about the Salk vaccine. That was the polio vaccine. That was at a time when the 1960s, when 1950s, when polio was at its worst. There was no vaccines. Children were getting paralyzed, dying. They had even what we call the heartland machine, whereby the person had to live in that machine because the person can't breathe. Polio had paralyzed the person to the extent that the person, if they take him out of that machine, the person would die. Why? Because polio was such a ravaging disease. So, the Bible B- says. So now I believe that the reason the self vaccine was just because of little children suffering the way it is, and Satan, the evil thing out oh, there, paralyzing them little children and things. And God, you see now, the discovery of a vaccine. Who made? who allowed the medical people to discover this vaccine. He says, God, just let that, that be discovered. It is not the wisdom of man. No, bra. God, let the medical people discover this Salk vaccine. And he's done a great thing. That is the prophet speaking. To which we are grateful to almighty God for it. Oh my. Just so thankful that God has ever blessed us. Oh, amen. amen. Now, I as we continue. Um, now, in starting after I go, I got home, or maybe I'll. I'll uh, okay, let's read it quickly. Now, in starting after I got, uh, 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 that is paragraph twenty-eight. The same uncertain sound, paragraph twenty-eight. Now, in starting there because time is uh, is running. After I got home, I sat down in a room and studied for a long time. What is this about? I'm going to pass a little something to you that I'm studying on that, might st- that you might study with me. And the Lord, when we was in the room, you hear, you hear him now, the Lord, it, it, the William, Marion Branham, and the Lord, when they were in the room, I take, I take it to him because I have some great experience with him. That is the kind of prophet we are talking about. The kind that has an experience with God. You know, there is a quotation that says, when you want to be prayed to, you must, have, you must let people who have an experience with God pray for you. Yeah. People who have an ex- such an experience with God that talking to God is like them talking to their friends. You get it? That means you must look for such people to do what? To pray for you. The kind of people that have an experience with God, that is an experience of a man speaking to his friend. That was William Marion Brenham. Yeah. Now he says, and then, uh, but did you know that after the doctor told me and showed me in the highest and latest of the medic, you see, William Marion Brenham, yeah. reading the highest and the latest of medical books, which I know that is just discovered. I mean, we're talking about the prophet of God. We, he should be, for me, he should be focusing on this. Yeah. He's saying, I'm reading the latest yeah. and the highest yeah. goodness of the latest of the medical books. Yeah. Which I know that it, it's just discovered. There's a doctor sitting here, anyhow, listening to me. And there's a doctor speaking to you now. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> now here is William Marion Brandon reading yeah. the highest of medical books. Now, this is the latest and the best things for a bad cold, that they have no medicine. You see, he is researching. Amen. They condemn taking aspirins and so forth, that it only eases the pain and so forth of the cold or the misery. But it don't do the cold any good, but it helps to rest you. And the best thing for birth is to lay down and go to sleep and, and what? Take it easy. That is why even with the best thing for a coronavirus, <laughs> because we don't have a cure. You see, is Willa Marion Brenham there advising you. Even now, I'm telling you, he is spot on. The best thing for this COVID virus, when we have it, is for you to lay down, rest. Why? When you rest, you give the, you give the immune system a chance To come and mount a defense on your behalf. To fight this virus on your behalf. You have to do what? Lie down. Just rest. That is the prophet they're advising. Uh, Do you take the advice? Hallelujah. (laughs) There is the prophet. The prophet angel messenger. Advising you what to do. When you have a virus. The coronavirus. You see. These things that we have now. There is no new thing under the sun. The thing we are experiencing now, they were talked about way before. Here is William Marian Barham giving you an advice of what you should do, which is spot, spot on, 100%. Lie down, rest. Hey, amen. <laughs> Drink a lot of fluid. You know, avoid, you know, <laughs> I love it. Avoid praying. yes. When you have coronavirus, we advise you to avoid aspirin. William Marion Branham, he's saying that, yeah, reading the latest of what? The highest and latest of the medical books. Now, do you believe the prophet? Do you believe this advice that he's saying? Do you take it? Do you receive it? Amen. Just lay down in bed. That is about the best thing you can do. That's the prophet speaking there. And uh, then I got to studying. I said, Dr. Sam. That is Sam Alde. That was the doctor he was talking about. (laughs) A bad cold. The best thing is take rest. Then here is Dr. Alde now. He says, it is the best thing for anything. Anything, brother. Anything. That is why the word of God says we are resting in at Jesus' feet. Rest is the best thing that you can do. Because when you rest... You just let God takes over. That means you relinquish control. You let the God takes over control of everything. You let God do everything, even with the virus, for your immune system to do something for you. You do what? You just have to rest. Then the immune system will do what it is supposed to do. Amen. Then he says, um, "I want us to, to, to just read the verse. The go back to thirty-two. Then, so when, when I went home, I got to thinking. What you know? I noticed. Watch an animal. You take a dog. When he gets sick, he'll just. And we say, you see, he says, drink plenty of water. <laughs> that is, brother, Branham the advising you. Yes, when you have a virus, my brother, you drink plenty of water and you rest. He says, even a dog does that." He'll go drink some water and lay down somewhere. Go lay down. Rest. Hallelujah. Well, then the thought came to me the next morning. I was laying in bed waiting for the folks. They get about six 6.30 and, and so I wake up about uh, 4.30 or 5. I was laying there thinking many times. God revealing things. Then let's see on, on paragraph 33 what is that, that God is revealing now? You know, I don't teach this, but you know, man in the beginning was not made to be doctored. He had his own doctoring in him. What is that own doctoring? That is the immune system we are talking about. That is your, the own doctoring that God put in you. You know, we have many cells that are supposed to go there fend for you. You don't know them. That is why if you are a doctor, and you don't believe in God. You are not the doctor. Every doctor that you can do, they believe in God because the things that you see you, it, it, happening in the human body, you will realize that even the doctor has no control. There is a force, a greater force directing everything that is happening in the human body. There is even doctors, you find that they are Muslims, Bo- Bo- Buddhists, devote. Buddhist devote. Why? Because they understand that there is a higher power. Yes. They might be worshipping the, the wrong God, but they know that this thing does not end with me here. There is something greater. That is why you find that most doctors are Muslims. If they are not Christians, they are Muslims. Why? Because they realize that hey doctor, in that human body there is something. You'll hear even a doctor say to you, another doctor came to Brother Brenham and Brother Brenham asked him, the doctor was 8 years old. And he says, uh, he asks Brad Branham and he says, Brad Brannum, do you think there is a place for me in heaven? <laughs> Brad Brehm says, yes, I think so. And uh, Brad Brehm says, the reason I think so is because every time you go there and operate on a patient, the, the doctor was telling Brad Brehm, every time he goes on an operation, he will go there pray first. Yeah. Sure. Because you might not understand, when you are in the operating table, it's a matter of life and death. There are many forces there that is taking place in that operating theater. Sometimes, while you're operating, you may, the blood, a vessel can just be cut, blood spitting everywhere. You have to sue that vessel while you are behaving a silent prayer in you. Because you know that that cutting is not the action you wanted to do. It is the devil. It is the devil take, trying to take this person's life. Now, you must summon A higher power from somewhere to come and assist you. Now, this doctor is in When I do an operation, I pray. You know, there is an old doctor. uh, He's now the retired Doctor Swart. He was telling me, he's a friend of mine. I think he's around 78. He is retired now. He says, sometimes I'll be dead, in the operating room. And I will feel a spirit moving. Dark spirit. I'm operating on this patient, but there is a spirit there. You saw I'll be operating, then I'll say a silent prayer. Because I can see, the way things are moving, they are moving towards death now. Saying that silent prayer, then God will move. He doesn't say me with my (laughs) expertise, me with my intelligence. He says, God will move everything. Oh, goodness. Now, Brother Branham, what did he say about this altar? He says, there is a place for you in heaven. He says, if it happens that I need to be operated on, I will want you to come, 80 years old, to come and operate on me. Why? Because this man believes in what? Hallelujah. Now, here's Brother Branham here. Uh, He says, he didn't make him to be doctored. He had his own doctoring in him. He was a unit of his own. The healing does not come from any outside resource. It has to come from the inside. Now we can take outside aids such as to kill germs or whatever it is. Yes, you can take antibiotics, but the antibiotics does not heal you. If we kill the, antibiotics, the, antibo- the, the bacteria in your body, the, bl- the body must still have to come. Those macrophages phagocytes, they still have to come and clean up those viruses, clean up that mess. Then, after that, the process of healing continues. We have assisted the body by killing the bacteria. The body does what it's supposed to do. Yes. That is why you can have the best specialist and still the best, best specialist and still die. Why? Because that machinery that is in you it must be activated. The specialist can't activate it. Mm-hmm. Your body has to mount that immune system. That it has to mount those soldiers to come and clean up that mess. And then after cleaning that mess, it has to come there and do what? Cle- uh, commence the process of healing. Hallelujah. Now, we can take our hands and cut on each other. Take a piece or something like appendix or bed tooth or something, Take it up. but healing does not come from anything you apply. Healing only comes by the power. You see? Hidden power inside of you. Hallelujah. To build back the tissue that has been torn and then that has been taken out and then therefore healing is what? Is in you. Hallelujah. Now we can try to move on. I don't know if we still have time. Um... Now, one thing that I want to talk about, yes. I think I have to get my notes here. I think it's here. Um, You see, brother, um, when you must be careful. That is why I've brought these uh, videos and spoken about them. Because you'll find that the people who bring these videos, there's one thing that they want to do. They want to dress you in fear. Yes. They want you to be fearful and now the moment you are fearful, that's when you let the devil come in. Yes, that's when the devil comes in and that's when the devil comes there and wrecks havoc in your life. Let's take for example, you you as a Christian, you must be careful as a Christian that you may not have fear because there is hidden power in you. Then a hidden, this fear will neutralize that hidden power that you have because that hidden power, one thing that activates it is faith. Faith and fear are two different forces. Now, if you lead into fear, you find that your faith goes down. Then the devil gets time to get into your life. Now, that is what these videos are doing. Startling people. Frightening people. Do not be afraid. Amen. Now, let's hear now. So, you, the thing is that you must not let people dress you with their own fear. Let's take a story of David for a while. Remember, David, when we were supposed to, to fight with Goliath, he had, a, he had a testimony of killing the bear, <coughs> killing the lion. Then uh, when he was there taking the food for his brothers, he, he, there was this Philistine who was go, dog, was walking around shouting. You know, shouting, I told you, shouting is not a, a measure of strength. Especially when you are shouting, you are afraid. He was shouting, asking, running around. So there was David there. Now David says, "Ah, oh, hey, man, what is this uncircumcised Philistine going there terrorizing the, the children of God? No, man, I must go then and sort this man out. Now Saul, who was the king at that time, he was afraid. Saul was a giant. Yes, Goliath was a giant. But Saul, you can even read in Samuel when, they, when they, 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 they ordained him. He was a big, Saul. But he was also afraid of this other giant. Now, when David came there and then said he wanted to fight with Goliath, they said, Mara, you uh, stripling. You know, strip, you know it's a stripling? Stripling is a young man. You stripling, you are a young man. You youth. I mean, this man has been a soldier from his youth. You are just nothing but a, she, a, she, a, a, a shepherd. What do you think you can do to this man? That was Saul speaking. David says, no man, you, need, you see, when the lion came and it wanted to kill my sheep, I slew it. When the bear came and did the same thing, I slew it as well. Who is this Philistine now to me? Now, you, re- you, re- you read the, the scriptures. there. Uh, if you read the scriptures. Now, when the, uh, the soul was convinced, no, I must let this boy. You know what Saul did? He took his armor. He put it on David. So, this is what I'm saying, do not allow other people to dress you with their own fear. Now he took the armor, his armor. You see, I told you about the skin of a person. that when you want to see the true colors of a person, you must touch his skin. That's even the devil said that. You must touch his skin. Now they put an armor. Uh, can we read that that's scripture, brother, if we have time? Uh, Samuel 17, verse 36. Amen. Let's see if we can just read that, because I want to show you something there. So then, then let's read the verse 38. And Saul armed David with his armor. He put on a helmet of brass upon his head and he armed him with a coat of mail. You know what is a mail? You know a mail during this ancient time there was this thing that he made. It's like a um, sieve. Sief, I don't know how to make it. Made of iron. sieve that he put over the soldiers to protect them from, from a strike, from a sword. That thing is Heavy. You know, that is why we read the scripture here that says, the, do not be weight. Uh, I mean, let me just read the scripture for you again. That is Hebrews 12. Let's read that scripture again. He says, let us, uh, we so great, uh, uh, let's lay aside every weight, you see? So this thing was Heavy. And the weight that it was bring on David, now he could not move. Remember now, when the children of God were at the Red Sea, God said what? Move forward. Now here is a child of God now. He's supposed to fight Goliath, but he, he's stuck. He can't move. Why? Because there is a weight upon him. You see, the weight of sin will make you not to move. It will make you to be paralyzed. That is what sin fear does. Have you seen a person paralyzed with fear? Have, a person, have any of you been so afraid that they are paralyzed by fear they can't move? Yes, that's what fear does. It paralyzes you because it is it's a weight, it is heavy. Fear is heavy. That's why a child of God must not have fear on him. You understand? Because it will hinder your movements. Hallelujah. Now here was David giving a coat of mail, which is heavy. He could not move. Now he said, no man, I like what the word of God says here. Uh, let's go back. I, I love what the, what the word of God says here. He says, and David girded his sword upon his armor and assayed to go, for he had not proved it. You see, Don't ever let things in your life that the word has not proved. Because they will give you into trouble. No, don't do that. Anything that's supposed to come in your life must be proved by the word of God. You understand? There must be a testimony. You see, that is why I say we are so surrounded by a cloud of witness. Because those people, they are testimonies that we can refer to when we are in trouble. To say, this is the steps we must follow. You understand? Because why? They have been through it. Because there is no new new thing under the sun. Whatever you're going to go through, there is a prophet, a child of God, that has gone through the same thing. Now you must have a proof. Everything you're going to do must be tested. You understand? David had not tested this armor. So he could not move forward. So what did he do? He took it off. Even you, anything in your life that has not been proven by the word of God. That is proved to be contrary. You must take it off. Yeah. Exactly fear, especially. You must take it out of your life. <laughs> then you'll see, you will move forward. Yes. Hallelujah. Now, when he has taken off, now he was with the things that David has proved. Yet he' uh, 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 stick with him, he had proved it. He had his sling with him. That was proven. Then he went there and made it even worse. Took five rocks. Jesus. J-U-S-U-S. Number of grace. He took five rocks. He needed only one, but he took five. Then he went there, sling it. Now, let me show you nothing. something now. There is something we call coordination. Your movements must be coordinated, especially in battle. When you are fighting in battle, you cannot win if your movements are not coordinated. Now, let's read something about Goliath. You will see why I'm saying that is where God beats the devil. That is why the devil always wants you to, to, wants you to not have unity among yourself. Because when you are unified, you are a force, you are one in You know, that is why the word of God says they were in one accord. Yes, Yes, they were in one accord. Unified. One movement, coordinated. If you are not coordinated, you cannot beat the devil. Now, because David had one swift action, coordinated movement. He could defeat Goliath. Now, let's see Goliath. Goliath, he had his spear. He had his sword. There was a man walking in front of him bearing his shield. Lack of coordination. It is impossible for me to throw an arrow and that man defends Goliath. No ways. There is no coordination there. That is where God beats the devil anytime. time. Every time. Under any condition, he will beat him. On that purpose. Because the devil lacks coordination. That is what is demonstrated here by Goliath. So, when... David swung that rock, swung it. There was no coordination. He swung it, hit Goliath right here. Died. Do you think you, my brother, if you are holding a shell for somebody and they throw an arrow, you will do this? And leave yourself exposed? <laughs> no ways. The main thing is that I will protect myself, then we will see if you will also be protected. You, in. Now there was no coordination. You understand that is where Saul, that is where David won the battle because of what his movement was. What coordinated? Hallelujah! Now, I, 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 you will forgive me. I, I have so much to say here, <laughs> so little time. Um, now, you and even now, um, let's let me speak to this a bit. Now, speaking to the youth as well, always I want to make a point that every time I'm here, I just leave something for the youth. Now, you remember now, as a youth, a young person, Saul referred to David as a youth, a stripling, a young man who's about to come of age. Now, you as a youth, as a young man, you must be refused to be dressed with a gown of fear you know the gown of fear might not be it's not from Saul it might it might be a gown from your friends it might be a gown from your teachers You understand you must refuse to be dressed in a in a gown of mediocrity by the so called friends by the so called you know so called teachers you must be you must refuse to be dressed in a gown of teenage delinquency You must refuse to be dressed in a gown of rebelliousness against your parents. Mm -hmm. It's a gown. Mm -hmm. You know, there is peer pressure there. Saying you must do this. You mustn't do that. Do this. Every time make sure that everything that you do identifies you as a child of God. Amen. You must refuse to be dressed in a gown of failure. You must refuse to be dressed in a gown of poor achievement. You must refuse to be dressed in a gown of lack of identity. You must refuse. Remember, you are, a, you are identified with Christ. You have an identity. You are a son and a daughter of God. You must refuse to be dressed in a gown of peer pressure. You know, a young girl came to me, if I can relate the story. She, she came there, she had a venereal disease, 16 year old, with a venereal disease. Now, I was asking, Mar, how did this happen? I don't understand. You, the one thing you're supposed to be doing is concentrating on your studies. Yeah. Why are you now with this disease that is not in your age? You know that diseases have age groups. <laughs> if you are 16 year old, we don't expect you to have a venereal disease. No say. Now she says, you know, I, I was with my friends and they said, I say, oh, that is where the problem is. You must know who you are. You must have your own identity. You must have your own morals, your own objectives, your own boundaries. Nobody must set them for you. The boundaries you have is this. The word of God. Whatever they say, say to them, you have decided, me have decided to follow Jesus. I agree you have decided to follow your boyfriend. Me, no more turning back. (laughs) Hallelujah. I have decided to follow the Lord. It must be your decision. You understand? Everything you do, you have a choice. Amen? As a youth, nobody forces you to do anything. You have a right to say yes or no. The best yes that you can do too is to this. You follow this, you will not go wrong. I can promise you, whatever you want to do, there will never be failure associated with you. Can you imagine being a 16-year-old doing, I don't know what they do now, grade 8 or grade 10, having a boyfriend, having parties. Hi, brother, which one are you going to pass now? You need to be focused. but the focus will only come from you. Amen. <laughs> this was just in passing. Um, I, I see time has is, is gone. Now, um, I, I think I need to finish this. The, the rest, maybe with God will come and finish it. Now, uh, I, want, I want us to read a last quotation from the prophet uh, from the speaking word, why. Yes, we'll read this one. I think we'll end. I had other notes but I don't think we'll get there. But I think if we can end with this one, at least we, we, will be, we would have done something for today. Amen. Okay. He says here, it's like a man dying on a doctor's doorstep. That is our prophet. Remember, we said we're going to listen to the prophet. You are not going to listen to Brother Mutabi. No. The prophet will guide us. Amen. He says, It's like a man dying on a doctor's doorstep because he refuses to take his medicine. It is the same thing. He dies on a doctor's doorstep with enough medicine inside for his case, but he refuses to take it. Now, whose fault is it? It is not the doctor's fault. It is not the serum's fault. It is not the vaccine's fault. It is the man's fault because he won't take his vaccine. He won't take his serum. That's all, and that's a dangerous thing. It certainly is. You can't say the doctor was the cause of it. You are right on his doctor, but you don't take the medication. No, oh, yet he's got something. Now you say you believe in medicine. That's Brother Abraham asking. That's Brother asking. I believe in anything that helps the human race is godly. Certainly, it is exactly it is. Tell me, why have we, what would we do today with these clinics and hospitals and so forth? Certainly, I know there is some shut behind door when I first started. Yes, when Brother Bram first started, there were other people. I remember there was a case. They did not allow Brother Bram to go into the hospital. This brother was, this brother's son was dying of uh, uh, polio. He had poliomyelitis and it has affected his heart. And then uh, the sister said, no, you can come in. That is why he says, certainly I know there were some shut doors behind when I first started off, but where did it all go? They just accepted him. Now the boy was about to die. Then they called Brother Brenham. The boy was even on a ventilator, couldn't breathe. When Brother Brenham came, they prayed for the boy. Within, he said, he said, then, uh, you know, that is why they say you must... Be reverent and respect the prophet. Mm-hmm. Immediately after he finished praying, the parents were there, the mother and the father. They were shouting, My child is gonna be well. Now the nurse who was refusing Brother Brandon entry was looking and say, Hey, you people. We just told you that this boy is left with only today. And then even when I look at the vitals, there is no change. You know, sometimes you must go beyond yes. the vitals. You must go beyond what the doctor tells you. You understand? They say they say, no. When I look, he, you know, he had what you call bradycardia. This boy, bradycardia is when your heart is beating at a lower rate. Because what the polio does, it paralyzes the nerves that are supposed to supply your heart, so your heart can't pump. So his heart was beating at about 20 beats per, per, per minute. The normal adult heart must be at around at least about 50. So he was just deteriorating there. And then immediately when Abraham says Amen. What was the heart rate? It was still twenty. What was the boy? He did not wake up. The sister said, Ah, you people, you people, Mara, what's wrong with you? The boy is still in bed here. The rate is still the same. Yet you are shouting. They packed their thing and they said, No, we're going to go home. We're gonna come and fetch him later. Two a day passed. Two days passed. The boy on the third day woke up, Path right normal, walking. Remember, polio paralyzes you. He just woke up, healed. Why? They never lost faith in the prayer of the prophet. Hallelujah. Even you, you must never lose prayer. You know, there is another healing power that you have, the power of prayer. You must believe in that power. Yeah. That is why they say that is the greatest thing that God has made for men. is prayer for him to be able to communicate with God. Now here was brother Brenham praying for this boy and what did the boy do? He got healed. Now they say yes if if anything, if medicine and hospital are not of God, then they're Antichrist. Then you must do what? Burn them. Get them out of the country. But now let me show you the hypocrisy of people. They want to ban the hospital. Mara, when he's having pains, he wants to go there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they
0: will say, they want to kill me with a vaccine. Man, when he, when he has pneumonia, he goes to the hospital. You see? So, we people, that's why there's a spoken word that says, let's reason, we must let's re- come, let's reason together. We must come and reason this thing out. Mm. That's why you say, Brother I'm interested in something that is good, wholesome, and right. Our attitude towards things must be right. I can tell you, before in closing now, even myself, I took uh, the vaccine. It's not because I'm afraid that I'm going to die <laughs> if I don't take it. No, sir. Hear me out. I take it because it's the right thing to do. Because I'm responsible. Because I understand that I'm not only responsible for my life. I'm responsible for even the fellow human beings. Now, me, I do not believe that if I get coronavirus, I'm going to die. But I believe that I can get it. But now the problem is this now. I can get it and not die and transmit it. Is that being responsible? No, that's not being responsible. Because now you, because you have a hidden power in you, you are safe. What about the next man? You must show responsibility by doing what is supposed to be right. I'm not saying, brethren, I'm not saying take it. But I'm showing you what is responsibility. Now, (coughs) I want to read for you something here about Martin Luther so that we can close now. We are already, we've already gone past our time. Let's go to Martin Luther here. Uh, Open the wrong page. Let's hear what the prophet, angel, messenger today the It's the fifth church age says. Remember, we said there's no new thing under the sun. Martin Luther went through this. What does he advise us to do? Then from there we close. Amen. The rest of the quotation, God will see, will give us time maybe to continue with them. He says, uh, this is an author here writing, most of Luther's advice in, the, in this TSI is aimed at those fearful souls who attempted to abandon their duties in time of crisis. You see, even when in, in July, when the coronavirus started, even in January, when it was at the worst, we as Christians, we could not abandon and we should not abandon our duty. I can give you an example. The pastor um, is, uh, is we call it an essential worker, because we as physicians, we are responsible for the body of a human, but the body is not only this. There is a spirit and a soul behind it. The pastor is responsible for what? For the spirit and the soul, for the soul of that person. That means I'm dealing with a man that you can see. The pastor is dealing with a inside man. You understand? So both of us have responsibilities. We cannot abandon our posts. But he also, that that is the author, after he has tried to summarize what Martin Luther said, he acknowledges that there's another danger. What he calls tempting God. Brethren, we should not Tempt god yes. you know brother says one day he was travelling he says i'm you know i'm my arm is sore of the shots that i've just taken because i'm supposed to draw go overseas i'm supposed to immunize for the yellow fever that is our prophet because they will not give me a permission or a visa to go there if i don't do this immunization the prophet took a shot I'm, I'm not going to say who are you, but, <laughs> but the prophet took a shot. And he says, the reason I'm doing that is that you need to do, give Caesar what is Caesar's. And give God what is God's. You need to do the right thing. You know, this is why he says I'm interested in anything that is good, wholesome, and right. Amen. Now, I will, he says, then the author says, I will quote Luther at length here, because it seems to me that his advice is particularly timely in our situation. He says, "Luther, you know, others sin on the right. Sin, sin, s-i-a. Sin on the right. They are much too rash and reckless. That is Luther. That is a prophet messenger here as well. They are much. They are too much. They are much too rash and reckless." tempting God, disregarding everything which might counteract death and the plague. He was talking about the bubonic plague, the black death. They disdain the use of medicine. They do not avoid places and persons infected by the plague, but light-headedly makes part of it and wish to prove how independent they are. My friend, don't prove how godly you are. If you are a child of God, you are a child of God. There's no need for you to be reckless to prove it. You know, when the snake beat Paul, he didn't ask for it. It beat him, and he just shook it off. A viper, most poisonous snake, it beat him, he just shook it off. But He never said, oh, you know what, beat me, me, I'm a child of God. You're going to die. <laughs> they say that It is God's punishment. If He wants to protect them, He can do so. You see, don't tempt God. Without medicine or our carefulness, this is not trusting. That is Martin Luther. This is not trusting God, but it is tempting Him. Now, no, my dear friends, that is not good. Use medicine. Take, you know, we are talking about a man. (laughs) <laughs> you know, Martin Luther, Martin Luther, he used to pray for the people to get well. You know, when people were sick, he would pray and they would be healed. He was a messenger. Yeah. He's saying, use medicine. And uh, do you know that at that time when you was saying use medicine, there was so much limited medicine. But he says, the, red, the little we have, if it's going to help, use it. Do you see now how Similar, the advice of William Marion Branham is the, the, similar to the advice that Martin Luther King, Martin Luther, is giving us. Why is this similar? Because remember, when there were those seven candle lights, it was one light that lit all of them. It went from the first candle to the second one, to the third one, to the fourth one, to the sixth one, to the seventh one. It was the same spirit. Yes. That is why now even they are, say that they are talking, they are talking, it is the same. Why? Seven different messages about one same spirit. The spirit of Christ. It was the spirit of Christ in all of them. That is why the advice is what? On point. The same. Amen. So he says, use medicine. Take portion which can help you. Fumigate your house. You see? This fumigation that you see now, we are sanitizing the place, uh, we have closed the store. It did not start here. Mm -hmm. It started there. Martin Martin Luther is saying, fumigate Mm -hmm. your house. Yacht, street, shun, isolation. Social isolation. Here it is. Here, some person in places where you your neighbor does not need your presence or has recovered. Social distancing. Oh, you think social distancing is a new thing? They come with a new thing. This thing was written in fifteen in oh in in 15, 1552. Yes, that's when Martin Luther wrote this. <laughs> you see, there is no new thing. Under the sun. He says now, shine present in places where your neighbor does not need your presence. or rest it is covered. Act like a man who wants to help. Put out a benefit. Did you see the, the presentation that this epidemiologist, uh, uh, I forgot his name, uh, did, I think Brachette, you might have seen it. We were talking about coronavirus It's like fires. You're, so for us to be able to put fires, that is why we must come with this Uh, restrictions. Here is Martin Luther talking about putting out a fire that the epidemiologists now they are speaking about, referring to what? Coronavirus. Here is Martin Luther talking about it 1552. He says the plague is like putting a house on fire, putting out a fire. Amen? What else is the epidemic but a fire? That's what he says. Which, instead of consuming wood and straw, it devours life. It eats and destroys life and body. You ought to think this way. Very well, by God's decree, the enemy has sent us poison and a deadly offer. Therefore, I shall ask God to mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify oh goodness this thing of purifying the air (laughs) it did not start now he says help purify the the, the air administer medicine and then the most important thing take it I shall avoid persons and places where my presence is not needed in order not to become contaminated and thus become infected and pollute others you see your responsibility is to protect yourself and others. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm sorry, I've just lost where I was now. Uh, oh yes, I shall avoid persons and places where my presence don't need it in order to become not to become contaminated and therefore infect and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence, so we children of God we are not negligent we are responsible amen if God should wish to take me, yes if God should wish to take me he will surely find me you can't run away from God If, if it's your time, it's your time but don't make it premature death. Yes, sir. yes don't make it premature death. Amen. If God should wish to take me, he will surely find me. But and I have done what is expected of me. And I'm not responsible either for my own death. Brother, The pastor talked about suicide. Is it last week? Yes. You shouldn't be responsible for your own death. Or the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid places or persons will, but will go freely stated about to help. If your presence is needed and you're going to offer help, you can go. But don't just go for the sake of visiting, socializing, no sir. However, I shall avoid places or persons, but will go freely stated about so. See, this is such a God-fearing faith because it is neither rash or full-hard and does not tempt God. That is nothing, dude. Amen. I think I will rest my case. Amen. We can uh, just stand up and then amen. So you can see now, we need to be responsible. But the weapon that we have it is in us. The system God has put in you to be able to protect you. But even in the same case, do not tempt God. You know, this is why I'm saying I have so many things to read. I have so many testimonies I can give you of what God has done. Because we are, we, he's, an, he's, a, he's a living God. He's not dead. He's alive. I can give you One. You see, during January, my mother became sick, very sick, to an extent whereby I was, I even had to admit her. But let me tell you now, the story now. I was, it was in the morning, my sister calls me, and then she says, hey, mom is sick. So we had a situation, because I've already prepared them, you must buy this, so they had it. So We checked. The, the saturation. The saturation was 68. Now that is sick. This person needs to hospital. Now I, I went there and I said, you know what? I'm in MLO. It will take me another three hours to come to reach, to reach you guys. But I'm on the way. And now look at what the devil does. Immediately, when I'm speaking to them, I'm in the hospital. I'm supposed to see a patient. When I got there, there's an emergency caesar and I'm supposed to do. Now, the patient is now. The baby is, is distressing. The baby can't I need to take this patient in now. I don't have a choice. I have to take that person in. Time is moving. Now I say, no, you know what? Don't worry. Phone the pastor. Tell the pastor to pray for her. The pastor, Pastor Nkodima, when they, they phoned Pastor Nkodima, he took a phone, called, and then prayed over my mother, over the phone. Now, uh, sorry. Now, when they check the situation, it has moved from 68 to 90%. She was well. Now, even when I went there, I was just to take care about. She was out of danger. So you see, there is power in prayer. Because this God that we serve, He's alive. Amen. May we sing a worship song. Amen. Amen. Trust in him If you put your life in him, he will never let you down. You just need to trust him. You just need to have faith in him. You know You know, there's something I wanted to speak about you about how Jesus Christ, when he was on the waters, Peter was, Peter was there and then he was saying, "Lord if it's you, beat me to come. You see, he was walking on top of the waters. Now, I can tell you now, even today, Jesus Christ is walking on top of the storm that is coronavirus. He's walking on top of it. And then he says, come. He beats you to come so that you can walk with him on top of it, not underneath. You will not drown from this coronavirus. You understand you will not die from it because why he is holding your hand walking with you the only time Peter had a problem was when he lost faith and he lost focus on Jesus that's when he started to drown put your eyes on him focus on him don't lose sight don't lose your vision of Jesus Put your trust. Put your trust always on him. The only time Peter had a problem was when he lost sight of him. Don't lose the vision of him. Yes, and my mom, when we checked, it was 90%. When I went there, I admitted her. But in the hospital, she did not, she needed oxygen for a day. Within a day, she was okay. So you see now, prayer killed that virus. The only thing for me to do was just just to stabilize uh, my friend. Prayer works. Yeah. This message that we believe in is alive. Yeah. I wish you could see it. Yeah. I wish you could see it. You know, if it never happens to you, you know, when. You, let me tell you, if your situation is 68, We have to put you in ICU. That's how sick you are. We have to put even sometimes you on double oxygen. I have patients. Most of them like that, they don't make it. Yet a prayer, you go there, the person is almost well. You see, prayer works. You see, the prophet, the message that we believe in is powerful. Amen. Can we just... um, sing another worshiping song and then we will ask one of our brothers brother, brother will come and close the service in the word of prayer amen
2: At the end time, Lord, the placing of the sons and daughters of God. Mm. We wouldn't be surprised, Lord, this day that we have our brother who's been ministering to us, Lord. Oh, yes. It is your way of doing things, Lord. Mm. You make sure, Lord, we fall short of nothing. Hallelujah. You make sure, Lord, oh God, that we should not move uninformed. Yes Lord Because thy word says we, The devil might come But we are not ignorant of his devices We are so much grateful And happy Lord mm. As when the word comes And exposes every device Of the enemy
0: Alleluia.
2: Makes us well informed mm. As to how Father we should be cautious mm. And as to how Lord we should conduct ourselves hmm. as Christians. Dear God and kind and true Father, we thank you, Father, for addressing us in this manner, Lord. Hmm. There are things we should do in the spiritual, there are things we should do in the natural, law hmm. Oh, yes. And we should not be negligent on both ends. Yes.
0: Hallelujah. Hmm.
2: One point in time, the prophet would say we should tell the line. Yes. yes, Lord. In some places he would say which should strike the balance. Mm. Yes. And many times we hear our pastor preaching in the same way, mm. that there is a place where it should strike the balance. Yeah. If there is a pandemic, we should not come and be haphazard. Oh, yes. Leave our masks at home. Mm. Laughing at those that are wearing masks. Mm we see others doing it lord but we thank you for making us responsible christians for if we put our marks lord and we we take every information that we need the vaccines and everything that needs to be done it would not make us less of christians Mm. father we we thank you father for you are the fountain of life you are the fountain of healing. Mm. You are the source of all our comfort. You are a place of rest. Hallelujah. And this afternoon we put our faith in thee. Amen. As we remember, Lord, how you have brought us out from many torments, Lord. Mm. Troubles, woes, afflictions, persecutions. You have brought us forth
0: Mm. and delivered us. Amen, Lord.
2: Henceforth, Lord, we usher our faith in Mm. through the promise of thy word. And we are ready to wait upon thee, Lord. Mm. With such a great cloud of witness that is surrounding us.
0: Hallelujah.
2: Not only of those that were recorded in the Bible. But of the things you are doing in the present hour that we are living in. Yes, Lord. The things you are doing, Lord, in our lives. Mm. The things you do for us in our workplaces. Yes. The things you do for our families in our homes. Hallelujah. The things you are doing in our churches, Lord.
0: Amen, Lord.
2: So great a cloud of witness surrounding us. Mm. We are thankful, Almighty God. We thank you for the healing of our brother's mother. Yes. Mm. We are thankful for that, dear God. Hallelujah we see and view from an onset position where we mm. cannot be indeed mm. the people that could be so close to what was happening. Mm. But right in the time when the brother was supposed to attend to the sickness of his mother, mm. there had to be an operation. Mm. We can predict the results that would come from the operation.
0: that
2: mm. something not been done, mm. had you not intervened, Lord.
0: Hallelujah.
2: We are seeing our brother going to an operation discouraged. Mm. He could perhaps have not got the right results that we expected. Mm. Maybe the people would have died. Mm. He could have failed to carry out the operation as a man with a failing heart, mm. with a failing conscience, yes. with a failing mind. He could have come out and be told, your mother is dead. Mm. This is what the devil wanted. Mm. But we are thankful, dear God. Yes. You are a very present help in times of trouble. Yes, yes. this was indeed one of such a trouble. Mm. Such a time is a time of trouble, but you were very present, Lord, to give the help that was needed. We thank you, Father, that even now we could have our brother come on the podium to preach for us, strong mm. and healthy, healthy in mind, mm. healthy in soul. Hallelujah. I would wish that each and every one of us that have been present in this stage, Lord, even as many as wished to come, it could not make it. Hmm. May you make them strong, healthy, in spiritual status, healthy in their bodily status, healthy in their mind, hmm. that with all that we are, as so says the scripture, that we should give all that we are, both body and soul and spirit, to serve the Lord. May it be so all the days that you have ordained us to be in this mm. land. As we give praise and honor and glory and majesty unto thee in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This afternoon we commit our pastor in your precious hand. Hallelujah. There shall be need for him to travel back home. Yes. With our belief and our faith that we know he has been a blessing to the believers in that place. Yes. We are a body of believers. Yes, Lord. We are not a body of churches. Oh, mm. We are a body of believers. Yes, yes. We are a body of the, the body of Jesus Christ, the bride of Jesus Christ. Wherever our pastor goes to minister, we have all this hope that you will be with him. Amen. And we have all the trust and the belief that you will be with him on the way as he shall travel with his family. Mm. Lord, we thank you, Father, for putting him on the ministration block. Heavenly Father, we know what it means Yes, Lord But we know what it says mm. And Father, we expect your protection yes. We thank you this afternoon for visiting us in a mighty way Amen, Help us and sustain us as we go back to our homes Yes As many as shall need to travel far and abroad May your hand guide them
0: Hallelujah May the
2: angel of the Lord be before them Yes In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father, we pray Amen
0: Hallelujah, amen Amen. We'll, we thank the Lord for this service. We'll just have two songs and then you were dismissed. Amen. We can complete. Oh. <laughs>